I was never really sentimental about the loss of a pet. Budgies, fish, cats and dogs came and went in the Dunn household without any fanfare. So when I found the neighbour's dead dog under the hedge when I was mowing the lawn one day, I simply wrapped its rigid corpse in an old blanket, wedged it into a wheelbarrow and carted it over to their front door. So I wasn't really prepared for the horror it would cause when I asked the neighbour's young son, who'd answered the door, to identify the body. The stunned look on the 10-year-old's face when I threw back that blanket to reveal his terminated terrier genuinely surprised me. I think my insensitivity in this department is directly related to being part of such a large family. My constant reliance on survival instincts had hardened my response to any creature that showed less doggedness, shall we say. So when Leah got in touch and told me her parents once left her and her six siblings to enjoy an afternoon of playtime with a litter of dead kittens, I was more intrigued than horrified. Welcome to my fucked up family. So, Leah, welcome to my fucked up family. Hello. It was very, very good of you to uh, get in touch with me. Do you realise you were the first person to actually send me an email through uh, my website? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was quite quite an honour for you, Leah. <laughs> um, so if anyone else wants to, it's uh, myfuckedupfamily.com, F-C-K-D-upfamily.com. So I'm still the only person that's ever... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so far, so far. But we have had Come others through... Call. Come we... on, it's just getting sad now. We... <laughs> And what I loved, uh, look, we'll get to the kitten story in a minute, uh-huh. which is the one that, that intrigued me so, but I thought it might be good to start with a little bit of background of your family. Right. So tell me tell me a little bit about the crowd. So I'm one of seven siblings mm-hmm. and my mum and dad is were, they met in Leeds where my mum was a hairdresser and Are they poms? played rugby. Right. Dad's Australian. Right. Mum's pom. Right. I thought she was fancy, but then I found out Leeds is not fancy. Leeds is not fancy, no, (laughs) no, no. And she was a hairdresser, you say? Yeah, so she was a hairdresser, quite trendy in Leeds. Mm -hmm. Um, What year are we talking about, do you know, roughly? They're 73 now. Okay, right. 75. Right, okay. Oh, so they're getting on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so they met in Leeds and then he obviously brought her back to Australia. So she came out here probably when, maybe when she was 17 and then they kind of had the first child rather quickly. I yep. think the plan was to have 10. Yeah, right. So they both really wanted kids. Both didn't do the contraception thing yeah. because they were both religious. Yeah. Mum set up a little hairdressing shop here and Dad kind of started up a printing business and she renovated the houses and had seven kids, basically. R- right. And and so, so there's seven of you. Yeah. And what's the age range? So it kind of goes in two groups. The oldest one now is 53 mm-hmm. and the youngest is 35 now right okay yeah okay and so we're... it was kind of year 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 four year gap and year, then another year, year. <laughs> and then another shift yeah pretty much <laughs> and uh whereabouts do you fall in the in the in the mix i'm third last so they yeah okay I'm third last kind of shared middle maybe yeah a little in the middle did you ever feel like you were a little lost no i always felt like favorite i was really yeah i think i was the hidden favorite of both parents because because like <laughs> i always the, felt like it anyway. <laughs> that's remarkable you know because like i'm the youngest yeah. and uh everyone in my family would say that um 
it's either me, the youngest, or my eldest brother who right. are the favourites. Right. And uh, to a certain extent, everybody else was in the middle uh-huh. and kind of a bit lost. Uh-huh. Well, that's how I saw them anyway. Well, <laughs> I think like with seven siblings, like everyone sees their family completely differently. Yeah. And every scenario is seven different stories of that same scenario. So, I don't know. I loved my fucked up family, as you'd say. Explain to me a little bit then about your dad, because he sounds like quite a colourful character. He is. They're both kind of colourful. So, dad was um, very Catholic, kind of has high standards, but then very slow standards at the same time Mm -hmm. for himself. (laughs) So, it's very much, if you confess on a Sunday, you'll be right, mate. He's got, like bright white teeth and he peroxides every day and what he tans well he doesn't he lies in the sun all the time with his shirt off he's kind of a bit of a nudist (laughs) has he always been that way yeah totally (gasps) we used to have um breakfast every saturday morning down in manly and he'd just take his pants off take his shirt off and just sit there in his underpants because apparently people didn't know the difference between speedos and underpants so it didn't matter he'd just sit there but when you say you were having breakfast were you like just you weren't at a an establishment yeah at a cafe <gasps> oh right in his undies yeah oh, okay okay or, or his speedos if he had his speedos on that was great yeah if he didn't apparently people didn't know the difference so it wouldn't matter <laughs> he sounds like he's a bit of a peacock I wouldn't like to give him that label because he's kind of a nice yeah, okay. character. He's right. just he has no shame, oh, basically. Good, good on him. <laughs> and he peroxides his teeth. He does. He puts. He has like little beauty concoctions. So he has the Just For Men black hair dye and then right. he's got um, a fake tan and Nivea cream concoction that he puts over his body to make him nice and orange and then he pero- puts peroxide on his teeth for us and makes his teeth real Does he look like Donald Trump? Um, he looks like... The fact that Donald you... Reagan. <gasps> oh, right. Donald Reagan. Yeah, okay. If we're going to go with a presidential theme. Yeah, if you're going to go. It's great. He's got a very he had, positive he, body image. And, he had, <laughs> and, and right, okay. And was it a well-deserved positive bo- no, body image? Right, okay. No, it's not at all. Okay, but it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. He, oh, what did he do? He went to my brother's Bucks Day on the boat. He just stripped naked and was like... He's like, what's the problem? We're all blokes here. (laughs) Started sunning himself on the deck and we were all getting text messages from my brothers, horrified. Dad's nude on the boat. And apparently, like, one of the guys walked up the ladder to the boat to get back in and he was (laughs) face to his balls, basically, and died back in the water. (laughs) But Dad was just, like, unfazed. What's the problem? I guess it's that whole rugby kind of atmosphere growing uh, up. They maybe. They to it with each other. Uh, maybe. Very... Maybe. I don't know if that's... Yeah, okay. It's good that you're making excuses to normalise his behaviour, but Probably. I'm not sure anyone else would necessarily agree with that. No. Okay. All right. Well, he, he does sound like a very colourful character indeed. Yeah. And he was... You said he was... Uh, he had a printing business, his own business. Yeah. So he was quite successful. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Bit of cash? Well, we raised seven kids, I yeah, guess. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we had a big house with seven bedrooms. and Right. So I guess you'd have to be doing all right for yourself. Yeah, you must have been cashed up. I think mum helped in that department too. We were always very 
skint with things and right. she would do up the houses as we kind of went to each right each place so. she was a property flipper i, I think guess that, so. yeah so yeah. does that mean you moved a lot you had a lot of different houses not really it took a while to do up beach house because they were kind of big and we all destroyed it as they yeah. got done up and then <laughs> she'd do it up again <laughs> So she never actually she never actually sold a house. She just constantly it was like it was like painting the harbour bridge. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> oh, and we funny. always just thought she'd get out the sledgehammer whenever she was a bit stressed. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, right. It looks like we're getting another new kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you said you, you mentioned that you, you they you thought they wanted to have ten kids, but they yeah. only had seven. So what what brought this to an abrupt halt? Oh. I think the last were twins, so right. that was probably enough, it. basically. Right. They weren't bad. They were just full on, probably. Okay. She always wanted twins. She prayed for twins. Did she really? Yeah. Were there twins in the family? Um, no. And oh. she just prayed for twins and suddenly a couple of twins came along. <laughs> yeah, she prayed for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she had all us kids on the beach um, and we were praying for this poor guy that had been was being resuscitated on the beach, but it turns out it, they were just doing like a drill. Right. But he, so he came back to and life. we were all seven kids sitting there. Woohoo, we revived. They didn't know it was a drill. So it's just like embarrassing stories like that all the time. <laughs> so she was, she was quite religious then. Uh, yeah, I think naturally she's quite, it wasn't really drilled into us or anything. We kind of had a choice whether we went to the Catholic church with dad or we went to church with mum. Right. And she probably picked the church that went for the longest so she'd get a bit of a break maybe. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. So uh, she's very religious in herself. She's a very giving person, never stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're not together anymore? No. They... So, so what happened? Well, they just very two very different people. Mum's very deep, and Dad's very superficial. I guess so. Not no, superficial, no. just shallow as a baby. People, basically. Yeah. <laughs> she just likes it. If you ring him with a problem, he's like, "Oh yeah, well, yeah. you're right, mate." That yeah. kind of thing. Right. Whereas mum's all go into it. And... So how long were they married for before they split up? Then maybe thirty-five years. Wow. Thirty years. Yeah. And how old were the twins? Because they were the youngest, right? How old were the twins when they split up? Um, they were probably 16 and I was about 18. Right. So I was doing my HSC. Oh, that was considerate of them. Yeah. <laughs> we were no good at school. <laughs> it didn't really matter. <laughs> and, and, and so yeah. who instigated it, do you know? My mum. Dad never thought that was a problem. <laughs> Oh, wow. I kind of, I like the sounds of them both. Did she then go off and do something else? Did... So she separated from my dad yeah. and then went to study to be a minister. Right, okay. There was never any, I mean, there was animosity. Yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. She kind of, mum kind of gets together with my new stepmom and kind of jokes about my dad's flaws and right. that's how they all get along. Did your mum remarry? No. Right. She's, she's a lone ranger. But your dad has remarried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And as soon as they were separated, dad was off. Oh, really? Trying to find. Yeah, he's just not the type to. Be uh, alone, yeah. Yeah. He um actually had this, he had this girlfriend which wasn't too much older than me when they separated. <laughs> really? She, it was a really weird story. He met this girl 
going on the ferry over to meet my brother. Yeah. And um, he was like, oh, you look great for my son. And then by the end of the boat trip, she was like, oh, no, actually, I want to be with you. So it was all very weird. Hang on, was the girl going over to meet your brother or he was going over to meet your brother? She was just on the ferry. She was just on the ferry. And Dad just approached her <laughs> to go, oh, you look like a really nice girl for my son that I'm about to meet up with. Do you want to come meet him? Do you reckon that was his standard chat-up line? No, he genuinely would try and set us up with whoever. We'd right. go, oh, that guy looks famous, and he'd walk over to him and try and set him up with a, right. his daughters. And yeah, okay. He's just no shame kind of person. And how long if did you the... feel it, do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And there's always confession on Sunday. Yeah, and, totally. And so tell me, this girl that he, he approached and befriended on the ferry, Yeah. did they go out for very long? Um, they went out for a good six months. Right. And I used to go, like, this sounds psycho, but I used to go through their handbags to see what kind of person they were. Yeah, no, no, that seems, <laughs> there's nothing psycho about that. <laughs> and anyway, it turns out she was a junkie that she, he didn't know about, so... Oh, was that, did you That's find that in her? Up. Did you found that in her handbag? Yes, I found <gasps> a needle in her handbag. And did you tell your dad? Yeah, I was like, is she a diabetic or something like that? And he was like, no. And then, but the funny thing was, like, I'd go to raves in the city, and my dad's car would be there, and I'm like, what's my dad <laughs> doing here? And he's there with his girlfriend. Or like, I'd what be sort working of car? in a bar, and then he, dad would walk in with this girl, and then my boss was like your dad's weirdly close with your sister. And I'd be like, it's not my sister. It's just this girl. She's really young. It was was really traumatic. Can I ask what sort of car your dad had? Because it just helped me. It was a yellow Mercedes. Please tell me it was a convertible. No, no, no. But it had printer as the number plate. Printer. So it was just very, right. it was okay. very, okay. It's a bit, very L- Trump. a bit LA, LA law, <laughs> yeah, totally. except for printers. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and it was yellow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, um, okay. Okay. It's really great to get that background just to put your fucked up kitten story in some sort of context. Right. So why don't you tell us, tell us what happened? So... Mum and Dad were packing us all to go on holidays, which took about a week to get prepared. Yeah, right. And in the meantime, this stray cat had come into our backyard and it was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I was going to have kittens and us kids, seven kids, were just so excited that this cat was going to have kittens. And we really wanted to see the kittens, but we had to go on holidays. So Mum brought my uncle to Mm -hmm. mind the house Mm -hmm. and to give us a call when these kittens were born. So they got us all in the car and we drove... 10 hours to the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, Dad rang home to check on how everything was. And Dunk said, guess what? The cats had the kittens. <laughs> so we were just so excited. Please, can we go back and see these kittens? And just begging them. And, you know, they just had a 10-hour drive with seven kids in the car. That's a, that's a long haul. <laughs> Mum would always buy somebody a keyboard, so it wasn't a relaxing trip. No. Anyway, so the next morning they were like, right, okay, we'll all go back and we'll You're see joking. these kittens. So that we all got in the car again and went back. And by the time we'd gotten there, all the kittens had died. But mum and dad were just so exhausted. They just let us play with them anyway. Like, but so we were like... Were you aware that they were dead? Well, I don't think so. I think they must have just told us, oh, they were sleeping or they were just sleepy little kittens. Uh, anyway, can't. we like had them wrapped up and put them on the slide, like on our lap. And mum and dad just sat 
on the back steps, horrified in themselves, basically. They just, you've got seven kids that are happy and they're playing together. No one's fighting. They're just, you, you just having let it a go. nice time. You would just let it go. Yeah. They just, you know, let's just confess about this on Sunday. Let's just let this go and let them have a good time with these kittens. You know, these kittens were in the little pram. We just played with these kittens all day like they were. Oh, my God. But, like they were little toys. <laughs> but when it came to, I mean, there must have come a moment when you realised that the kittens weren't asleep. I don't know. I think pets in our family, they were just kind of like everybody else. They were kind of played with and then that was it. I guess we just all kind of moved on. Dad probably just got rid of them that night and we're all like, oh, yeah, up the next day. Now, the question has to be asked, though. Yeah. The kittens were dead before you started playing with them, weren't oh, they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right, think... okay. So somehow your uncle didn't look in after the them very hours. well. Yeah, in that 10 I hours. They, had, you... they just die. I don't know. Something. I don't know anything about cats. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. And <laughs> <laughs> they're really cute to play with when they're kittens. Oh, they would, they would have been adorable. They're so soft and pliable and I compliant. Know, little mice. My little mice. Oh. Did you have any other pets? We had a lot of guinea pigs. Oh, really? Yeah. I could never understand guinea pigs myself. I never really quite got what why people would keep them because no. they just seem kind of smelly and boring. We had one, but it used to um, eat the newspaper at yeah, the bottom right. of its cage yeah. and then it would poo readable pellets. <laughs> <laughs> it had like, it had newspaper wrapped little Pellet poos. That's pretty funny. I should have kept those. I could have been in Ripley's, believe it or not, with the rice. You know what I mean? You could have turned them into stunning pieces of jewellery. Totally. Oh. It did sound like you were a bit of an unruly bunch, I've got to say. Yeah. Dad and Mum always had the theory, like, it's better out than in, so just say what you think and fighting is okay mm. because that means issues are getting out and whatever, which is completely the opposite to life. You should just... Shut up. Mm. <laughs> don't say what you think. <laughs> and don't fight with people. Yeah. But anyway, mum would do everything. So we did nothing. We just... And she'd always, she always had a bad memory. So when she gave us... She threatened us. We'd just kind of be like, oh, she'll forget about it in five minutes. Yeah. And um, so we were just unruly. And every school holidays, like every great 80s parents... They always threatened, if you don't behave, we'll send you to the orphanage. And we were all like, you know, mum's mum's threats, they never happen. So Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't believe is. that one either. No. We're gonna send you to the orphanage. And yeah. a lot of people had that threat as a child. Did you have that threat? No, but we'll I wasn't to the orphanage. I wasn't a child of the eighties, I was more of a child of the seventies. They hadn't oh, thought okay. of that one yet. <laughs> anyway, so she piled us all in the van and she'd had This it is enough. a big this is a big threat to decide to follow through with it was yeah. and there was an orphanage down the street right um Dowd homes yeah she rocks up in the van and getting seven kids in the car is not an easy task mm-hmm. to begin with and unruly drive to the orphanage anyway she gets out near in tears goes to the lady at reception please just take my children for half an hour an hour like just i just want to shock them into thinking they're going to go to this orphanage so that they'll behave for the rest of the holidays. <laughs> you know, she was desperate, basically. Anyway, this lady is just looking at her like she's some kind of psycho. And she's like, no, absolutely no. And I was like, come on, just half an hour. Anyway, in the meantime, we've all seen these awesome, huge trampolines out the front of this orphanage. Yeah. 
And um, <laughs> we were bouncing around, having a great time. Anyway, these people had said no, basically escorted my mum, ridiculous mum, out of this building. And she's come back to, outside to try and get us all and none of us wanted to leave. We were having a great time. <laughs> we were like, we want to stay at the orphanage. This is great. We don't want to go home. Anyway, poor mum, she's got these ladies looking at her like she's the most evil woman in the whole world, trying to wrangle all these kids who now want to stay at this orphanage back into the car. (laughs) Anyway, she's still suffering PTSD from these horrible children from every school holidays being an absolute nightmare. But on the bright side for your mum, I guess, at least the, the staff at the orphanage got an insight into why she wanted to put you in the orphanage. Probably not. Why would you want to put seven beautiful, blonde, happy children, happy children into this <laughs> godforsaken orphanage? Oh, your poor mum. Your poor mum. She, she should have realised that she was just outnumbered. Probably. You know, like there's a gang of you. Are, are, are you all kind of the same? Is there a characteristic that you all share? Um, well, I guess, like, you hear people saying, oh, you know, everyone's got a secret, everyone's got a secret that they carry through their lives. I'm, I'm like, I have no secrets. Everything just kind of, you just, you tell everybody everything. <laughs> There's no shame. It's just, you just get it out. I'm yeah. exactly the I've same. I've tried to have secrets. Oh, have you? Try to keep, like, that's inappropriate. Don't tell people about the cats. But I just can't <laughs> help myself. I just... It's like it's like a bad Tourette's. But do you see that as a characteristic of your siblings as well? Are they a bit the same? I think so, yeah. It's very, very, very interesting. So on that note, look, uh, I really appreciate you coming in and sharing what perhaps should have stayed as a secret. <laughs> Thank you. I hope my family's still good after this. <laughs> They'll get over it. They'll get over it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of My Fucked Up Family enough to subscribe, share or like. And remember, if you have your own fucked up family story you'd like to share, contact us through our Facebook page or, like Leah, through our website, myfckdupfamily.com. Until next time on My Fucked Up Family.